Hello and welcome back to It'll Be Fine. I'm your host, Erica Bell. This is the podcast where I remind myself as well as you that it's going to be fine. And I am so excited because today we have our first guest on the pod. Yes, she's waving, but for all of those people who are doing <laughs> For everyone who is just listening and not watching, she is waving. But I'm very excited. She is one of my dearest friends, also my sister-in-law, lucky me. But more importantly, for the theme of this episode, she is a fashionista boss lady. So join me in welcoming Anna Reed. I always want to call you by your maiden name. I always, I never want to call you Anna Reed. I want to call you Anna Duran for some reason. Well, people still do, and some credit card companies still call me Anna Duran as well. So. <laughs> but you can find her on social media platforms as Ouch. Anna Reed. Anna R E I D. Yes, R E I D, as you formally had to say before yes. you got married. Yes, beginning yes. bell. Yes. So I want to chat a little bit about jobs, as you know, my job. As a professional organizer, I'm obsessed with, I'm super passionate about it. I love it. I love helping people. I could just go on and on. I remember even one day you were like, well, I'm sure you have days where like, you don't want to go to work or you said something like that. And I'm like, no, never. I always want to go to work. Like even when you're tired, even when you like didn't have any other sleep, you still want to go do this. Yes. I would rather do that than something else. But that definitely has not always been the case for me. I've had plenty of jobs that i did not feel passionate about. Yeah. One of my last jobs being like, I feel like was the stress was like causing me to be like physically ill, just awful. And so I just kind of wanted to talk about anyone who's kind of feeling like that, feeling like really crummy about their job. I just, we're in such a cool place in the world that like the sky is the limit. Yeah. Right. Like I feel like I always reference this, but like, there's a kid on YouTube. This was years ago. So I've been using this reference for many years, but like a kid on YouTube making millions of dollars. Like that is the world we live in. Yeah. You know, you can make millions of dollars from your couch. There's opportunities if you seek them out. Yes, absolutely. So for those who don't know, Anna has her own boutique and she's also, I'm going to call you an influencer, even though I don't think you like that term. She's a YouTube influencer. No, but she's a she has a successful YouTube channel. I asked her recently. I'm like, if someone would ask you what your job is, what would you kind of say? And you were like, that I have a YouTube channel. But like, it, it's such a bizarre yeah way to make a living. But it's also really exciting because, like I said, like the sky's the limit. Like you're yes. making. A full-time career, and don't worry, we're not going to get into like how much you make, unless you want to throw that out there, but um, you're making a full-time living off of fashion videos on YouTube, and I just love that so, 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 so much. So tell us a little bit about like your journey, getting where you are now. You know, it's not like you grew up thinking, oh, I can't wait to be a YouTuber. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that was not a thing. No, yeah, it wasn't like, what are you going to be when you grow up? You know, it's like, I'm going to be a lawyer, a doctor, a yeah. vet. I was going to be a vet, you know? Like, <laughs> of course. A YouTuber. If you remotely liked animals, you were going to be oh, a vet. of course. As a kid. You saw a cat one day, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, I'm going to be a vet. I have the same thing. Like, why are those the jobs? Now it'll be funny, though, to see what our kids grow up saying. Yeah. You know, like when they totally. have a career day at school, like, is it still going to be those like traditional jobs or is it going to be like, I want to be a content creator. Yeah. 
what I, I mean, probably, you know, yeah. because they'll want to be like their favorite content content creator. Yeah. But I think going back to what you were saying earlier, all these jobs, if you're in a job that you hate, I feel like if you haven't ever been in a job that you really dislike and you do not, you just dread Monday mornings and you just do not want to go to work. And then you, you know, you're just always living for the weekend. Yes. You almost can't appreciate when you finally get to a job that you love that yeah. also requires a ton of work. Yeah. Like what me and you do, like you going to those houses, even my YouTube channel or boutiques. I mean, all this stuff requires like, it's not a nine to five job. Like yeah. it's not like, oh, I just go to work at nine and I get off at five yeah. and then I'm done. Yeah. Like you're literally working all the time. Yeah. And if you've never been in a job that you hated, but it was only 40 hours a week, I feel like you, you almost can't truly appreciate how nice it is to, to finally be in a job that you really love yeah. and just, and, are, and you're happy to put the work in because you love it. That's the difference. Like being happy to put the work in. And I think working, and you may find this too, like working for myself I'm happy to like please the boss, you know what I mean? Yes. I am the boss yeah. and I'm happy to see things grow. Whereas sometimes when you're in a job, maybe you don't believe in the management or you don't believe. So it's like putting in those hours for someone else is just kind of like daunting sometimes. I, I remember reading someone's like a Facebook quote, you know, remember, remember yeah. when Facebook quotes are like things? Yes. And it was something about like living for the weekend. And I was like, this is the opposite of what I want my life to be like. Yeah. Like I want a life that I don't need a vacation from. Yeah. And I feel like I'm kind of like getting to that point minus, you know, the craziness of having kids. I mean, but, we still need vacation from our kids. Yes. Yeah. From kids and families. <laughs> Which is also a job. Yes. Oh yes. I know. We have multiple apps, multiple yes. jobs, but it, I just never wanted to live like that. But that is how, so I feel like, so I, I, I have definitely had like through my twenties, I definitely had jobs where at certain points I like loved my job. Mm -hmm. And then there were certain points I just, I remember like could not, I was like, Oh, Wednesday, I'm going to have two more days. Yeah. And then like, Oh my God, Friday. Oh, Saturday's fun. And then Sunday would already be that weight on me. Like oh, oh Monday, the Sunday scaries. Yeah. Yes. It was awful. And so I just, it's like, I know I still remember that feeling so vividly. And so even when things have gotten tough with my boutique business or with YouTube or whatever. I'm like, I do not, I, I, ref, I just refuse to go back to feeling like that. I just will not. And so yeah. like, even with YouTube, when it was such a struggle and even I had like during 2020 and 2021, my boutique was just, I mean, all the businesses were horrible. I mean, yeah. nothing was doing good yeah. for Amazon. Um, <laughs> but it was just so like, you know, I'm like, I have to make this work because I'm not, mm -hmm. I cannot go back to some job where I hate it. And I hate you know, I'm just living for the weekends. Like I will not, I refuse to go back there. So it's, it's a good motivation. It's a part that, you know, if you're ever going through it, just know that one day you're going to be able to use that as motivation yeah. to get you through some more hard times yeah. getting to where you want to be. And that idea of like, it just being kind of you, like you don't have a team. I don't have a team currently. Yeah. And so it's like, it's sink or swim. You're like flying by the seat of our pants. <laughs> sure, for sure. Like we feel like badass boss women, but also it's like, if we don't make this work, yeah, like we have to do this to have something to show for it yeah. and to like bring home money for our family. And so it's like when you're put up, like you see what you're made of, you know? Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about like how you got to where you are now. 
as far as, you know, I mean, college or, you know, just current previous jobs and stuff? Um, okay. So I went to school at Stetson University in Florida, majored in finance because I was like, well, you know, felt like I was pretty good with math. So <laughs> that seems like a solid career. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, you know, I can just, and of course in the finance degree, you're learning how to manage multi-million dollar portfolios. Yeah. And then you graduate and people are like, ah, girl, <laughs> let me give you some data to enter. Yeah. And then, uh, that's about it. We're not letting you manage anything because you're 21 years old. Yeah. Um, Do you think you went into that too, partly because of like your parents being business owners and kind of anything to do with like that aspect at all? Probably. Or, but I yeah. just also like, I liked, I don't like finance. I didn't like accounting, but like I liked finance and like I liked the managing I, I like the whole I like all that and I just thought it was better than having just a general business degree like yeah. all my friends were majoring in marketing right. and I just felt like it was kind of like a I don't know I just felt like this would actually get me in somewhere okay. more so than other degrees yeah kind of thing yeah um, but of course whenever I got my first job out of college which was in Boston which was for the Columbia Management Group which was bought by Bank of America later the a guy that was over me had, had majored in English literature <laughs> and it was and it came very clear when I was about time I'm like I do not even need a finance degree yeah. to get this job mm-hmm. and um you know it, well, I mean I, I did but like you know it, it was just kind of like the things I was doing there like they're not going to trust a 21 year old with anything super yeah. important yeah but anyway I did that and I just hated it I mean I was that was a that was one of the jobs mm-hmm. where I was living for the weekends how long were you there um, I was only there maybe a year and a half okay. before. Still, that's a long time. When you're miserable, yeah. a year and a half seems yeah. like an eternity. Oh, yeah. And at the same time, so see, that was like 2004. Real estate was becoming a big thing. And um, then they were giving loans to people with and not even having to show proof, show proof of income. Oh, my gosh. And getting 100% financing. Can you imagine? And I'm like, oh, my God, well, this is cool. <laughs> I, be, I decided to buy a condo in Boston, Boston it was right next to Boston proper. So it was kind of a crappy street. It was a homeless guy who took a crap on our doorstep. Literally, it was a crappy street. Literally a crappy street. But it was next to some really nice ones. Yeah. So I bought the place and it had uh, 100% financing, no money down, and I rented out a room. And it was a really good investment opportunity, but I thought, oh, my God, it was so easy. Anyway, I actually felt, fell in love with real estate. So I got my real estate license. I quit my job that you needed a college education for to go and do a job that you did not need a college education for. I quit my job to do real estate. I do real estate in Boston and I loved it. And I was actually, I made actually really good money for being um, just at that point, 23 years old. And, but I had always wanted to live in New York city and I had made a lot of money in this past year. Like I'd made close to a hundred thousand dollars, which was like obviously a lot for me being 23. And, um, and I felt like if I didn't go now, I would be kind of stuck in Boston and I would just kind of, it'd be too hard to leave the money kind of thing. Yeah, oh like, yeah. I know I want to live in New York city. So I up and moved to New York city, got my real estate license in New York city. And whereas Boston, I was this little Southern girl and people trusted me and it was great. Um, I got eaten up and spit out in New York mm-hmm. City real estate. Like oh, I was like, no, yeah. like, I was, you know, trying to be very honest with people and they would be like, listen, we love you. We love you so much more than this other broker we worked with. But he says, if we don't sign today, this apartment we really like is going to go. And there's not another one like this in the whole entire city. And I'm like, that is a lie. That's a BS. 
lie. Yeah. Like, oh my God. But anyway, um, so you started lying. <laughs> yes, I started, you know, stealing from people and robbing banks. Um, no, it was just like, I was like, oh man, I am just not cut out to be this cutthroat real estate person in New York City. Yeah. So I started, uh, I started working for a guy who was like the real estate, um, like, uh, person who for, worked at Corcoran, but he worked with all these celebrities and he was just uh-huh. Upper East Side, Upper East Side, like, you know, knew all, was best friends with Ashley Olsen, you know, this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And, um, and he was super, he was younger than me at this point now I'm 26 years old and he was 21 and he was like 19. I don't know. He was, he was a lot younger yeah. than me. And, um, I learned a lot from him, but I was just, I was, I, I worked under him, but he kind of treated me like his personal slave as well. Yeah. <laughs> so did he come from the business? Is that what Yes. Was? Oh yeah, yeah. His grandfather was this huge real estate guy in New York city. I mean, okay. it was very much like he, he was born into that, Yeah. but he was also really good at what he did. I mean, he yeah. was excellent at what he did. But then I was like, okay, I don't want to just be someone's personal slave and bring them dry cleaning. Like I really like real estate, but I was like, this is not working out. So I got long story, even longer. I got a job in sales working for the financial times and I did their sales for their conference division. And that was, I loved it for a little while but it got to be kind of was a little bit like yeah, not dreading the Mondays, like you know. And I just got to this point where I was like, I am just not doing what I'm. I'm not yeah. happy doing this. Sales is a whole other ballgame. I don't care what kind of sales it is; it is a whole other world. It, it is. I mean, like it's such a good. Like I feel like anybody who can get a sales job, it's such a good experience, and you learn so much. And even now to this day, when people are trying to sell me shit all the time, I'm like, girl. Our boy, I know. I know you. that strategy. <laughs> I know your strategy. Like, I like it. I love your hustle, but I'm not calling. Like, I know what you're doing, and and it's fine. I do, I know what they're doing, and I appreciate that. They're just trying to make a living as well. But I don't know. It is a very good experience to go through. Yeah, um, it's like one of those jobs. Like, you should be in sales at some point, retail at some point, customer service, some kind of customer service. You know, people always say you should be like a waiter or like in yes. food service, like. You've got to cover some of those to yes. understand. Yeah, like, any, anybody who's ever rude to a waiter or anything, it's like you have never worked in a customer service. Or like people industry. that like go into stores and just tear them up and they're rude to people. I'm like, you've never worked in retail. Yes. Like, you think this is something it's not. Just for anyone who's watching versus only listening, yes, you will notice that we had a change of scenery. Don't mind us, but we are back. Okay, so... You're kind of overworking for that guy in New York, then what? Yeah, so I was overworking for the guy in New York, um, and then I went and took a job in sales for the Financial Times. Yes. And and that was okay for a while. I actually really liked it. I liked the people there, but um, it got to where I was, like, dreading the you know, dreading Monday, and I was like, I'm just not doing what I want to do. Like, I'm this is... Because even with the sales, I started, you know, when you have a, a goal, you're like, oh, let me see if I can get there. Yeah. And I had, like, a... I had a few months where I was doing really well, like you had really good, um, numbers and everything. And I'm like, well, what's next? Like, am I going to climb the corporate ladder? Like, I don't want my boss's job and I don't want want to be, I don't, that's not my, I don't want to do that. That is such an interesting point to make that when you realize that you don't want your boss's job and you have that moment of like, uh, okay, then where am I like yeah. going? You're like, what am I doing? Dude. So what's next? But what's interesting, like in sales, some people stay there and make a career out of it. And that's that because the money can be so good. Oh, yeah. But 
It is a hustle like no other. Mm -hmm. And it is so, to me, it was such a mind game that it's just difficult. It's just really difficult. When you're making your numbers, you're great. When you're not, you're like, I'm a loser. Yeah. This is the worst. And then like, you're not making that same amount of money. You never know what, I don't know how people with like kids do it either. That it's like, okay, I need to have a steady income. This is not just me. Yeah. Well, I mean, but if you think about it, even the jobs we're doing now, it's very similar. Yeah, I guess. But (laughs) instead of it being like our company being like, hey, you know, you got to produce, it's more like we are saying this to ourselves. And you're hustling for a different fit for your own. For yourself. It makes a huge difference. Totally. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're over sales. Let's see. So over sales, I decided, I was like, what do I want to do? I call it my quarter life crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd always liked fashion and um, I was like, I think I want to design clothes or something. So I took out some student loans <laughs> and uh, it's amazing people loan you money, but um, took out some student <laughs> loans and I went to part, went to back to school to Parsons for a year. And in New York. In New York City. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was like two blocks from my apartment. So yeah. It was great. And I loved it. Um, You're like, this is kismet. It's meant to be. Yeah. It's like right there. Yeah. It's like I'm in student housing. <laughs> um, so it was, and it was really great. I loved it. And I actually learned a lot there. Um, but then at the same time, I was also helping my parents out with their new retail business, which is like an outdoor um, fishing, uh, sporting goods store. And like Bass Pro. Yeah. Kind of like Bass Pro. Um, we're local and I was helping them out with a lot of stuff like to do with online or just like stuff that just, I don't know, that they needed help with. And, and that they didn't really kind of get. Yeah. Right? They're very yeah. old school, love oh, yeah. them, but like they weren't going to be the first to like dive into like online retailing. So yeah. like they needed you to come in. Yeah. Them. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah. And just, even just, even just getting a point of sale that would work and like would do the things they needed to do. Like they needed help with all oh, that. Like, yeah. Cause you know, it's just, there's so many great ones out there now, but the old school is like someone brings you something and you're just like, all right, $7. And you just calculate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so so many things to help with. And so I was helping them a lot and I was loving it. Like I was loving, like just even all that, those stuff that sounds really boring. I was really loving it. And so I still was kind of like, I don't know what what I do with my life. I think I want to start a clothing line. Like I wanted to start a swimwear line. And I, um, so eventually I said, Hey, listen, I will come help you. I'll come down there to Florida and help you with your store. If you'll help me at some point kind of get me my, you know, whatever, whatever it was I wanted to do Yeah. started. So I went to Florida. I actually really love retail. And I'm like, I actually really love retail. Like, and now I realize looking back and I know myself a lot better than I did even at that point. And I'm like, designing clothes and sewing and, de- and designing all this stuff takes so much like just like time and you have to be so, so particular mm-hmm. and it's so tedious Yeah, that that is so not my bag at all. Um, it's a different artistic avenue than just being in retail in a different aspect. I mean, there's so many different aspects of fashion yeah. and that's why it's so great that you can say, okay, I'm really interested in this and then kind of pinpoint it. But like, yeah, design work. Dude, it is like, and plus it's, it is so difficult it's something if you're passionate about like anything nothing is easy there's literally no job that is worth doing that says easy it's like if if something's easy everyone would be doing it but like my job your job the things we do are not easy but we just love them so much that we are willing to put all the extra time and energy and effort into and with designing your own clothes and having a, a clothing design company I mean it is that is a tough tough business yeah 
Um, yeah. And retail is also a tough business, but it's tough in different ways. But I ended up um, starting my own clothing store, which is basically a swimwear store. So I started that. And as you know, I met your brother. <laughs> um, we got married. And then I opened up a second boutique in uh, where we live now. And then I ended up closing that one. That one ended up, it did well for a while and then COVID hit and it just never really recovered. I know. Very stressful. I hate that. I feel like that's the story of so many businesses, unfortunately, with COVID. Like if they couldn't pivot to something, it was just kind of like shutting down. But what's interesting now to even after COVID, so like where we are in the world as far as like post-COVID and online, everything online. Like I remember when I was graduating from grad school. So went to Florida state, got my graduate degree in global merchandising and product development. And I remember from the time I started undergrad to the time I finished grad school, which was only four years, it was like retail is changing. Oh my gosh, we're not going to be going to a storefront anymore. Yeah. What am I about to do? I'm about to get my degree. I because I originally might be obsolete. Yes. Because I originally was like, I'm going to start my own boutique. I want my own boutique a brick and mortar store. And then like I I get to graduation and it's like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you either think of a way to evolve, obviously like we have with online retailing and and all of that, or you just kind of get stuck and you just kind of shut down your idea, you know, it's just, but it's, it, it can be a beautiful thing to like pivot into, you know, you thought you wanted to be a, a designer but then opening a boutique was like really fulfilling. And now you're kind of doing something that you're still creating something. It's not designs, yeah. but you're still creating something that makes people feel beautiful. And what a cool like evolution to be able to see. So yeah. like, I guess that's also just a word to anyone who's listening or watching that it's like, it things can evolve, even if you're not where you are, yeah. where you want to be right now it can grow into something and change. Yeah. Don't just give up. You and know? even like, and even too, it's like, you know, even your, you degree, you have a degree and masters in fashion yeah. and merchandise, right? Yeah. It's not like it's all a big waste because how much of just think about all the things that you did and you learned and you, and you, you know, you figured out, and pro- mm-hmm. you know, probably by a lot of these things you did that oh, yeah. you really love organizing oh, yeah. like, or this is your passion or whatever. Yes. It's like, none of it is a waste. In hindsight, yeah. you can see the value of all these things, but when you're in it and you hate the thing yeah. or you're like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. You just can't see it. And it's like, you just have to keep going and coming up with new ideas and being creative. And, um, it's so fun. You can't see it. Like, and I don't yeah, want to like, um, So like right out of college, I remember after I left a position in sales, then I got, I was working with like a web development company, which then as I started my own business, I started my own, you know, boutique and online business. I knew how to make my own website. And even now it's like, I still use that on my own. It's like all the stuff that you think. So I was in healthcare and then I worked for a web development company and then you know, all of these, now I'm a, an organizer, they all tie in together. Like your passions, yeah. if you really dig into things, you're like, there's a reason you're drawn to certain things and there's a yeah. reason you do certain things. But then to kind of get to like the pinnacle of it, of like where it all ties in mm-hmm. and makes sense. And you can have that like, oh my gosh, this, this is the dream job I've been looking for. It's yes. such a cool, it's cool to be on this side of it because it's relatively new for me, you know, yeah. Haven't been doing this as a career for very long, but it's really neat to kind of see that other side of like, oh yeah, that wasn't a coincidence that I took that step or that I worked with those people or 
even if it was some fluke thing, you still learn something from it. Yeah. It's like none, none of it was a waste of time. No. I feel like the only thing that can be, can, I, I, I heard this, I don't know, at some point, but something that is like, whenever you are in a job that you, like, what, who, who is the guy that says, like, good is the enemy of great. So uh, things are good. Things are fine. Yeah. But, um, but you don't pursue it to be, you don't pursue the thing that's really making your heart sing. You're like, okay, in this job, you're like, I like it. Okay. And so you just stay there and you just stay and you don't go pursue. It's like, you don't believe you'll ever find it. And you just stay there. I feel like that is luckily neither one of us ever did that. Like we got either fed up or something wasn't working. It's almost a blessing to get fed up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, there was this, even the old school thought is like, Oh, you get a job and you're staying for 25 years. I don't know why I'm talking like that. Um, (laughs) that's how your parents would talk. Well, I tell you what, Um, (laughs) but it's so true. Like that is such an old school, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think that, that there is something nice again about the world we live in, whether it's, a generational thing or whatever, they're challenging that of saying, I'm not going to stay in something that I hate yes. just to leave and have health problems and, and enjoy myself when I'm 70. It, enjoying yeah. myself when I'm retired. What kind of life is that? Yeah. And to find, you know, to find a balance of like doing good work and then still enjoying your life. Oh yeah. And plus like you, if you stay in the same company for 25 years, maybe you get like a raise or you get a different raises and everything, but you're not going to get a raise in the way that you would if you were to go to a, a different, not competing company, a different company or mm-hmm. go to, you know, you often get, you often make more money going to making like a, you know, a move outside of your company. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, it's a lot of like. Yeah, like you're not just a three percent raise every year yeah. or something. You know, you just lifetime subscription to the Jelly of the Month. Yeah, club. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like you just there's there's a lot more opportunities out there. But yeah. I, I mean, for anybody that's working in corporate America that just hates the rat race and everything, I think there is there's if you don't feel it and that's not making your heart sing and you're like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to do this for the next 20 years? Like, don't, don't do it. Yeah. Because you can spend all that time. You can spend all this time working a job that you don't like and that you have to do anyway, or you can spend that same time knowing that things are going to be at worse probably before they get better, but just using a lot of your energy towards something that's eventually something will work out if you keep, you know, getting yeah. back up after you've fallen down. Yeah. That kind of thing. So tell me about the first time you created a YouTube video. How did you even get into that avenue? So like you have your two boutiques or two stores, one boutique, and they're, it's doing good. What made you say, I'm going to try this YouTube thing? So I, I had seen, um, you know, people were doing Facebook lives a few years ago and I was like, oh, I need to do Facebook lives. Yeah. Uh, do you remember those? Oh, yeah. So I don't even know if people do those anymore. I'm barely on Facebook now, but, um, but I did a Facebook, I did a couple of Facebook lives and I had heard someone say they put their Facebook lives up on YouTube and I'm like, Oh, well that's a good way to repurpose my stuff. I'll do yeah. Facebook live, show the new arrivals and then put them on YouTube. So I did that and I put it on YouTube and literally no, I mean, <laughs> no one cares. No one cared about my video. Like no nobody, one found it. Nobody it, found it, yeah. it. And I think the, the three people that did were like, what is this? I don't, I don't want to like nobody. They're wants like, that. I don't live in Florida. Cause at that time you probably didn't have your online 
Yeah, I, I had like barely. I mean, it was there, but yeah. it wasn't like you know, it's never. It wasn't really our main focus, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it was just like not working. But I did, and, and so I was like, oh well, maybe I'll do a video on this and make it better, or whatever. And th- I realized I enjoyed making the videos, mm-hmm. but um, but nobody was watching them. So then I started really being like, you know, doing Google searches and YouTube searches, like how to get your videos found on YouTube. You're watching videos on YouTube about how to get yes. your videos found on YouTube. 100%. Totally. And totally. went gotcha. down that rabbit hole uh, and like, oh my God. There's, but the good, cool thing is there's so much information out there. Oh my gosh. And they do kind of all the say the same thing because it is the same thing. You have to be consistent and you have to just keep trying to make them better. And just, there's so many, um, you know, there's a lot of really good advice out there, but I started really getting into that. And I'm like, why can't I make this? Why can't I make this happen? And I started watching videos like people would talk about, you know, I, this is how much money I made, you know, uh, with YouTube AdSense, mm-hmm. you know, with 20,000 subscribers. Oh, I love those videos. Or like, this is how much I'm making with my YouTube channel. And I'm like, okay, listen, I, you know, listen, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm not the dumbest person in the world. I'm just like average, but but it seems like all the other people are too. Why yes. can't I do it? Okay. That is another <laughs> thing I always say to myself, which first of all, I am very smart. So I need to like not. Me too. You I'm know, very yes. smart. But like, <laughs> like, first of all, I need to remind myself that is not me to do my, my own horn. No, but like we, when we, we should say, it, yes. yes, we are all smart. Yes. We be as smart as we be. But I, I going back to that kid on YouTube making millions of dollars. Like, yeah, I look at these other people even like when I was starting my own organizing business or starting my own boutique, whatever it was, I looked at these other people and I'm like, I, I can do this. Like they have nothing that I do not correct. Yeah. Like, and I would feel bad when I did say like, I could be better at this. You know, I would see websites that were just awful that were like, like I could make this so much better. What in the world? Yeah. But I think that is a good reminder of like, there are people doing these things that are not as qualified as you may be, as I may be, as you listening to this may be, you know what I mean? Like, don't doubt yourself, your self-worth. Listen, this could be a whole therapy. Yeah, the imposter syndrome, like, who am I? For sure. Oh, Lord, this thing could run through your head. You're like, stop it. You know what? I read those You Are a Badass books, and (laughs) it was totally changed my life. Like, who are you not to do those things? Yes. You know, like, kind of having that shift is so important. You have to get out of your own way if you're going to make anything like this successful yeah okay now continue with the YouTube thing so you're going down this rabbit hole you're like yes how can I make all the money on YouTube oh, yeah and, <laughs> you know just before I forget this thought but yeah. one thing too is people whenever we look at these people who are successful with this stuff we're looking at basically like their highlight reels like we're not looking at all the all the times that they you know we're just struggling yes. and like things are not working out yes. and like you're just like oh my gosh the- all the times you almost gave up. Like, yes. Like, um, who is it? Who does I always quote? I don't know. Like Bill Gates or Steve Jobs. You never talk about all his failures. They just talk yes. about the big things. But yes. they had thousands yes. of failures. So I always remind myself of those things too. Of like, yeah. okay, you, you may not be where you are right now, but just keep going. But it's yeah. like if you're like any other successful person, you've got to have at least like 10 or 15 or 20 failures yeah. before you get a success. Yes. One of your failures does not define you. I think that's very important that I think, you know, just because my online boutique failed doesn't mean that I can't be an entrepreneur in another way and it be successful. And I'm proving that to myself now. Mm -hmm. It's like, but we get in our heads of like, well, you just can't do that. Yeah. What a disservice to myself. I think it's so interesting. Like you were just commenting on to look at all these people that are, have been really successful and, 
like I even like Warren Buffett, he, yes. he's so rich, but he, the, if like he will say, or maybe people say about him is his, he has been investing since he was like five. <laughs> yeah. And so basically they were saying like his unfair advantage is that he had time. He didn't yeah. become a billionaire, whatever, until was 55, which is, you know, I'm only 40, I'm 42. I'm not that far away, but I'm like, that's super young. Yeah. But the man had been investing since for like 50 years. Yeah. You yeah. know, like if I do anything for 50 years, I damn well better be good at it. Millions. Like my goodness, like that's a commitment, you know? Yeah. But, um, but we just don't, we really just don't really focus on this, uh, how much, yeah. how many failures people have until they really make it. And there's yeah. sports analogy, oh, all yeah. kinds of people oh, like yeah. that. Uh, but let's see, what was your Back question? To YouTube. Okay, so YouTube. So I was posting videos, crickets. I was forcing my husband to, I, I, no, I was saying, listen, can I just take your phone and mm -hmm. like play my video and you can just sit over there and watch TV. You only got to watch it. I mean, you watch it. I mean, oh, yeah. like, I'm like, hey, cousins, subscribe to my channel. <laughs> Um, I'm still doing that. With my um, own sure. I mean, it's like, it's like, oh my God, anybody who has any kind of success on YouTube or like, gosh, we have, everyone has been there. And even if you have success, like, let's say like, uh, I don't know if anyone knows like Kelly Stamps. She's this super cute girl. She's like in her twenties and she just blew up on YouTube. Wow. Um, uh, but she's such the anomaly. People yeah. just don't, yeah. it just does not happen. Yeah. Hardly ever. Even Mr. Beast, who everybody talks about, yeah. it took him like six years before yeah. he had like a video that, you know, anything happened with. Um, but it's just, there's so much time to put into it. So I was making videos. They wouldn't, they just look terrible. And I look, but they're so, they're so cringy. I mean, sometimes <laughs> they're still cringy and I'm like, I got it. I'm sure I know I can do this. Like yeah. if other people can do this. I can do this. And I would just inundate myself with videos on people's successes. So I mm -hmm. could get myself kind of pumped up. Get in that right, like frequency, that yes. right energy. Like, can do yes. This. Can yes. Do this. Yes. This is going to be great. Totally. Crickets. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, I had, I, the way I finally, or way things started rolling is one, I started doing videos on like what to wear on a cruise or something, which there really wasn't a lot of videos out there. So whether I, my videos are cringy or not, you don't have a lot of options. So you had to watch mine. <laughs> if you're going on a cruise. <laughs> and by, by being successful, I mean, it got like a thousand views. Like, right. you know, which, yeah. yeah, I was like, holy crap, I'm famous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then another other thing that got me, got the ball rolling for me is I did a video on like fall trends and I did it way early before a lot of the bigger people had really even got their videos up. So that got, again, that, that, video, that video got like 2,500 views, Yeah, but it got the ball rolling. It's well, a little, little successes keep you kind of, yes, that's a big success when you're in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and then like I wrote down, this is now I've. I, it's so hard when you're really at like goal setting and like how to make things work for you. Like people always talk about vision boards and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And a vision boards, it's like I make them and then I just never think about them. Yeah. But writing down my goals and like consistently as consistently as I can has been, I feel like has helped me. And yeah. even now I have like my financial goals written on my wall so I can look at it every day and have my brain being like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do yeah. that? Um, but I did like, I wrote in my journal, um, like, oh, like, how would it feel if I had 20,000 subscribers? Mm, yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I would feel like my channel is a success. Like this is, you know, cause I really love doing this. Like I want to, it takes so much time and energy to do one video that you eventually it has to pay you some money. Yes. You cannot keep doing this with nothing, no money coming in. Um, cause the time it takes, I mean, you're just, you're doing it in the middle of the night. You're doing it crazy hours. I can see my journals now. Sometimes occasionally I'll look back yeah. and I'm like, man, I like, I surpassed that. And like, I surpassed my monetary goals. Like I yeah. just, so I'm now I'm very big on writing down 
You know what I am adult. Yes. Yes, and I think, I mean, that's, like, proven yeah. to, like, work. Oh, yeah. And I used to be so good at that. I love putting pen to paper, and I've kind of gotten out of that. But you know what I find is, like, I'll still make goals for myself, whether it's just in my head not write them down. But I find that, like, I'm on to the next thing. Like, I don't really celebrate as much as I should. Yes. You know, yeah. I, I'm trying to be better about that, too. Of like, That's a, such an important point. So, like, I've had goals with, like, my organizing business. And I've realized, like, it's because I think things happen gradually, and I'm sure it's the same way with YouTube, and it's the same way with retail, that, like, you know, you're excited when you make that first dollar, Mm -hmm. or you're excited, like, she just surpassed 100,000 followers. Now you're probably, what are you at now? Um, Like, 128. Yeah, so she's just continuing to fly. So, like, you... You maybe you celebrate those first goals or those those first milestones and then the big milestones, but the ones in between that need to keep you going, like you need to praise yourself and like applaud that as well. Yes. Like my goal was to be so booked up that people had to book me out in, like a month or months in advance. I'm at that point. Yeah, I need to celebrate that. But yeah. instead, I just kind of skim over it because it's a gradual thing. It just kind of has happened, and so now I'm planning. I'm setting my next goal. Okay. Yeah. What do I want the next thing to be? Yeah. But I haven't even given myself a breath to be like, yeah, I did this. Yeah. This yeah. is cool. Yeah. So that is really important. Yeah. I've, uh, I've actually the last, I think just because 2020, 2021 were such rough years for me. Yeah. Um, just, oh my gosh. On all friends, yeah. It was awful that like right now it's like my kids are healthy. Mm-hmm. They can be little, pieces of poo-poo sometimes, but you know, they're, they're very healthy. You know, my husband and I, we have a good marriage, which, you know, we, we've had our own issues like all marriages do, but, um, you know, we're doing good. We have, we have a great life. Like we both, we both love our jobs. Like we're just, things are really good. And so I'm, I've been very trying to be very conscious of just pausing and being like, I'm so, I'm like loving this because what if something were to happen? At some point, you know, yeah. I want to be able to look back in this time and be like, that was a really great time. Yeah. I, Sitting in that like appreciation. Yes. Of yes. But like, so what if, if you're not in that place, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, screw these girls. Yeah. They like where they're at. Like, what would be your tips of, for someone to like get out of either a crappy career or pursue a passion project or what would be any advice that you have? I know when I was starting like my YouTube channel for organizing you were like consistency, just be consistent, just keep doing it, just you, do it, just try it. Like punch someone in the face and tell you that one more time. Yes, <laughs> but it's like just try it, just branch out, just do something, you know. So what? And I think that is good advice in itself. Of like, yeah. if you have something that you're passionate about, just try it, just do yeah. it, and just keep doing it for an extended period of time and see if something pays off. Even if it doesn't pay off financially, maybe it's just your passion project. It's a yeah. release. And it also usually can lead to something. There's so many things that could happen, but if you are feeling stuck and you're just like, Oh, I make good money, but I hate my job and whatever, there's probably something, some idea or something you path you've wanted to explore, but just been kind of like, I don't know, you know, that's not going to do anything. Just explore it, explore it because in your, and you may have to, you may have to like get up, you know, super early to explore yeah, it. Maybe yeah. spend 10 minutes a day exploring it or something, but it doesn't matter if that thing doesn't work out. It's going to get your brain in this creative state of like, of looking for things and looking for opportunities. And 
even for me, what has always helped me like through my whole life, and, and this is for a lot of people, is like the self-help <laughs> books. Yeah, yeah. And also just listening to, you know, just people who have been who have been kicked and been you know, their life was crap and they finally, you know, got it together or whatever. Like a lot of their stories really helped me stay motivated or just Mm -hmm. get me kind of like, okay, like, it's not like, you know, like, uh, you know, just because I'm going through something bad or maybe my, you know, things are not going right. Doesn't mean that they can't turn around. It doesn't mean that, you know, I can't make it happen. Yeah. But I do think you just have to kind of step out of your comfort zone a little bit into just, just play with that idea of whatever it is. Um, if it's something like, I feel like a lot of people would ask me about like starting boutique businesses and that kind of thing. And it gets a little bit scary when you start looking into all the things you kind of have to do, but just take a little bit of time out of your day to start looking at what do I need in order to start a boutique? How much money do I need to start? Try to find a business plan, like a pro forma plan that you can just plug in some numbers to see how much money you would have to make to be profitable and just kind of yeah. just, just, you got to like, just do thing. it. It's like, just do the first step. I think that yes. can be some of the best advice because I, as you know, me, like I can get so bogged down in the details oh, me too. of Sorry. like so many people. Yeah. yeah like I want to know, I don't want to just know the first step. I want to, I, I need to know the end result. And while I do think it is good to have a plan and have goals and all those things, I also think it's a way that sometimes we have that, just decision fatigue and analysis paralysis. Yes. So you get so overwhelmed with these things that you never do anything. Yeah. So just do that one step. And you know, like if there's things that keep coming up, those are not coincidence. Yeah. You know, like if you believe in God, those are probably your God given gifts or God given talents. Like there's a reason, like, there's things that people are, some people are good at and some people are drawn to that other people aren't take organizing. For example, you, you were just saying that, yes. you know, like you, that's just think, not in your nature. That's why my question was like, don't you have days where you don't want to go to work? That sounds hard. If I could, if I want to organize your house, you'd be like, listen, I'm going to be sick for the next three months. <laughs> no, but see, like, that's what's so great about it is like, okay, this thing just keep, you know, just kept yeah. coming up, kept coming up. Well, why not make a career out of it? I mean, you, you would know? like organize. I mean, you, you, you probably do it for free. You were, I mean, yes. you were just I was doing it for yeah. free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, shoot, I'm going to be making some money for this. But no, I mean, I, there's a reason that things keep coming up. Same with you. Like, you know, I think a lot of people are like, well, yeah, I'm into fashion, but to be truly, really into it, like you are, like, I think like one, of, that, that is something that I've heard, you know, if you can, if you can, like, especially for YouTube, it's like, if you can just talk, if you are able to talk about something for all day long and nobody's listening and nobody has a listen for you, you know, that's your passion. That is, you know, that's where the thing is. There's, um, I'm sure people have heard of, uh, crap was his name. I watch his videos. I've got like a gazillion followers and, but he talks a lot about like productivity and motivation. Yes. It's basically like, you know, going become a doctor while starting a YouTube channel yes. and like solving world hunger or something at the same time. But anyway, he talks a lot about having, figuring out what your unfair advantage is. Yes. And it could be so much as like, I feel like my unfair advantage is that I will, I will, I will work very hard at something. I will figure it out. I don't think I'm super talented in certain ways. It's not like I have some kind of, you know, I'm able to juggle with nine. I mean, you know, I don't have anything like that, but I know that if I want to do something, I'm not going to just give up very easily. Like it's 
I'm very, <laughs> yes, I'm very, I'll be no, like, and no, this is other good. freaking people can do it. Like I should be able yes. to figure this out. Yes. And you know, sometimes that is your unfair advantage or you're willing to go places that people won't or maybe go. But yours too is that you just like one of yours is you have this organized brain where you can things that, that just really overwhelm a lot of us. Yeah. You're just like, Oh, well, no, we'll just do this. And do yeah. This and it's do like it. a puzzle for me. Yeah. So like, like that's just fun. Yeah. 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 This is fun. <laughs> this is great. So that, I mean, that is a good thing. Like, what is your unfair advantage? And maybe it's like the guy that you worked for in New York. Maybe it's just your parents. Maybe yeah. it is where you yeah. are in life. But for many of us, maybe it's not that. Yeah. But you know, like, Take it, use it. Like yeah. you don't need to be ashamed of that. Yeah, you know? like, I mean, even like in situations like that, like the guy definitely got his in in New York City real estate because of his family. But you had like, to prove he it. Wasn't good at what yeah. he did. Like Courtney Love would not be calling him up trying to yes sell our house with yes. him or whatever. Like you, it's like and and all of us, whether we you, you can look for different opportunities like that. Like maybe you live in a certain state or a certain climate, or you. um you know, have sunshine all the time or whatever it is, just there's certain opportunities you can take advantage of that you may not see as opportunities because you're used to them. Yes. But yes, the people you, so I was going to say that too, yeah. the people you surround yourself with, the yes. community that you're around, that could be your unfair advantage. Yeah. You know, like, is that going to turn into your target audience or is that going to turn in maybe just to connections that would get you in the door somewhere that yeah. you need to be Think of all those things and start writing them down or start, you know, once you start brainstorming, like we said, you kind of get on this, that next, that other level of like, okay, now you are like attracting things and the right people will come into your past and like doors will open. Yes. Just making that step though and really being kind of committing to it. Yeah. 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 I No, totally. Yeah. Not giving up, not being like, we've all met people and I'm so glad that I don't have any of these kind of people in my life right now, but that are just constantly trying to find reasons why they can't. Yeah. It's like, they're just like, well, I can't do that because I got to do this. And then I have my kids where I was like, well, no, then you, then won't. You, then you won't. Yeah. You just won't. You, yeah. Then if you're going to, if you're going to constantly tell, find reasons why you can't, then you, you won't, you will just be exactly where you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to say that any of this is like easy. We're making it sound pretty kind of oh, black and white and yeah or just like black and white yeah. too you know but it's not like that but it's worth it and like I said like there's a reason if you're thinking about doing something and something keeps coming up in your head like that is not a coincidence no that is like your passion you should be pursuing that yes. and it's it's worth it it'll pay off yeah I mean Whoopi Goldberg did say in um that movie sister what the hell was it called sister act sister act she said if one or two it was two (laughs) sister act two she said if you wake up in the morning and you're thinking about singing then you're supposed to be a singer there you go i just wake up in the morning thinking about singing but nobody wants to be a singer (laughs) i love it on that note that's actually a perfect way to end thank you so much for being my first guest as my husband would say on on the cast i like calling it on the pod but you Are know, we podsters now? We're podsters now. We're official <laughs> podsters. I, like I will it. be sure to, if you don't know who Anna is, I will link all of her things so you can, you know, just go down a rabbit hole and follow her on all social media platforms. Yeah. Thank you again That's for good. being here. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Next Bye. time. Cool.